Hello. We are glad you found us. Please sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Welcome to When Life Attacks. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. You ask for something new, you ask for something different, we're going cults, right Travis? It is cult month. Welcome to When Life Attacks. We're both back this week. Travis, last week, you might have heard his show. You know, he did that entire thing from his cell phone at a loud house, just all in one take. There was no editing, there was no um, scripts, he just fired it off. So if it sounded rough... You should try it yourself because that's not easy, is it? No, it was uh, it was fun at some parts, but it definitely on other parts. Um, clearly, I got stumped on a question. Your and, own question, right? <laughs> I had like, you know, I'd thought of it beforehand, but I couldn't hit stop because if I hit stop, I lo- I'd lose everything that I'd done before that, and just you know, you just draw a blank sometimes. It, and it's a lot tougher than it might look. Yeah. Well, think about like when you're a kid and you're doing a spelling bee and someone was like, spell dog. Uh, B-O-G. Ah, damn it. You know. Uh, like, you're oversimplifying it. Yeah. You're literally talking to, there's no feedback. There's nothing to bounce anything off of. If you lose your train of thought, all you have is the, uh, um, yeah, mm, shit. Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> fuck. So. So it's summertime. You guys are going to hear my AC kick on and off because, you know, we record down in the basement. And so it's going to kick on and off while we talk because it is hot. Yes. Although it's cool down here. Right. That's why we're gunning for down here. Yeah. Nice, comfortable. Uh, well, you know, eventually we will have to class this up a little bit, give ourselves our own little recording space. We will. It would be nice. Poor grassroots here. So you're going to have to tolerate the little fineries. Yes. Until, uh, you know. You know, if you guys start telling a friend and not bogarting the show, tell a friend to tell a friend, and then maybe we can get some fineries. Yeah. You're, you're, you're speaking to our listeners? Yes. Share the show. Let people know about the show. Yeah. Maybe ask someone if they've checked us out, criticize yeah. us, leave a note, let us know you're out there. Yep. It's not a joint. It's not a beer. You don't have to bogart it. If anything, actually, you could probably have those while listening to the show with your friends. <laughs> Actually, it might help. Yeah, <laughs> might enhance the experience for you. <laughs> well, it, although we're going to talk about cults, there's something I want to bring about that should shed some light on. Uh, there's a reason why Travis ended up doing the show by himself last week. I got to say, it, it's fucking great to see you. By the way, just that you've you've done it to me once before, and uh, it, but, it's good to see you. But that what you did wasn't because we did not show up on a regular recording date and record, was it? Because we did. No, that was the week before. Was it? Yeah, that's when we did. Did we, we miss the do... week before? 
Yeah, because of Scientology, and we couldn't figure our shit out. Shit, I've been so busy. I've, <laughs> that's how it we all came, seems that's like a, the same week. Yeah, that's how we came up with Cult Month, because we were going to do Scientology and then go, by the way, next month's Cult Month. So the show we missed, we actually did an hour and a half on Scientology. We had started, and we went down this road, and Run. about, I don't know, 90 minutes in, I stopped us, and I said, I don't think we have... We're just babbling. There's so much information for Scientology. We're literally just firing shit off with no story or direction. It was dry. It was dry. It was just a lot of dry information. Yeah, it was no bad storytelling. Basically, you could have gotten the same information by just wikiing Scientology yourself. It would have cost you a lot less time <laughs> and uh, probably been more entertaining. And we didn't have anything new to say about it. We didn't organize our thoughts. We really do want to give you a decent show. So we ended up not putting a show out, and we should have. And then when we intended to do a show the following week, which I somehow I'm missing a week in here because I've been working too many hours, uh, I actually had to work. And so then Travis covered with his, his show. And uh, thank you for... Yeah, no problem. Putting yeah. something out there. It's not easy. <laughs> no, thanks. Yeah. And I didn't have any time to edit it. Yeah. That, that show I, was not edited. Yeah, if I had more time, I mean, I probably could have scripted it somewhat, but, you know, you got to get this stuff out, so. Well, and if you got a phone call or a text while you were shooting, you had to start <laughs> yeah, all over. Exactly. So I had to wait until I knew absolutely no one would call me, so I had to wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning. Nobody calls me at 6 o'clock in the morning. And uh, that's when I had to do it. And, of course, as you heard, it was raining outside. I went out into my garage and did it. It was raining outside, and that's, that's what you heard in the background. So, yeah. But it got done. <laughs> it did get done. <laughs> well, I have, a, I have a couple of things before we get to our cult. <clears throat> Which cult are we doing this week? We're doing Heaven's Gate. Uh, that happened, <laughs> I guess it's not recently if you're in your 20s, but to me it was recent. It was 97. That yeah, all I was a freshman in high school when it happened. <clears throat> so we'll, we'll get into that. Before we jump into it, though, I want to talk about a couple of different things. Most notably, Nevada going legal. Are you aware of this? Nevada just went legal. For recreational weed. Okay, they also just got their hockey team in the draft. Yep, the Golden Knights. Yep, they took Nate Schmidt from us, the sons of bitches. And they stole the Raiders from Oakland. Las Vegas is on a hot streak. Yeah, yeah. Now, well, uh, I mean, they're playing with house money. What you should know is that they have a huge reservation in Nevada. And that reservation happens to own a little piece of the Las Vegas Strip. And on the Strip, they have their own tobacco store. That's right, and they can, smell, they can sell weed from it, right? So recently the tribe voted to grow weed and sell it on the Strip, right. which would have been legal because they're a sovereign nation. Right. They invest millions of dollars in a partnership with a large-scale grow operation to better the tribe. Yeah, didn't we discussed this in a previous pod. We had gone through this, yes. Yeah, so now it's actually the foot's coming down. So the Nevada saw that this was going to be a cash cow yeah, and decided to vote in legalizing it. And we had a podcast when they said, well, well they voted it in. Yeah. Well, the, I believe it was Friday. The day has come <laughs> where now they have dispensaries that are open. Right. Now, here's how they did this. <laughs> As per usual, I have a few questions. Right. <laughs> uh, number one, it's a $600 fine to be caught smoking weed publicly in Vegas, okay. which I've done 
so many times before it was legal and no one said anything to me. (laughs) But now apparently not a restaurant, not a bar, not on the street, nowhere but your home can you smoke a joint without incurring this potential $600 fine. Oh, man. Number two, no dispensaries on the strip. All right. Well, so you can't so sell you any weed on the strip, yeah. except for maybe this tribe. That might be the only caveat they have. Yeah, like just hey, instead of you know getting in your car and having to drive somewhere, we're right here, man. And they will be cheaper. They'll be thirty three percent cheaper because there's a thirty three percent tax on all marijuana sales in the state of Nevada. Ah. So we're getting a little pricey now. Thirty three percent's a good. That's a good boost. What's cigarette tax right now in most states? It's the average. Uh, well, it seems like it's like 500%. <laughs> I ever tell you about the time I went to Chicago and I went to buy a pack of cigarettes and the guy's like, that'll be $11. And I'm like, no, I just wanted one pack. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, that's how fucking high the tax is there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, out here I pay 10 bucks for American spirits. Man. man. Yeah. It's, it's my smoking. My smoking has decreased as the prices have increased. I was it maybe like seven to eight bucks when I quit. Okay. I should have quit when it was like. Five bucks, but they still had the buy two get one freeze or the buy one get one freeze. I think I've saved thirty thousand. I have one of those cute little calculators on my phone that tells me, "Oh, today you've not smoked eighty thousand some odd cigarettes, and you saved X Y Z amount of dollars." Well, that's right. You were a chain smoker, though. For me, I've never been that heavy. What's a chain smoker in uh, your mind? I'm gonna see. I'm like, gonna look up my calculation here. Like, just someone as soon as you finish one, you're lighting up another. No, no, I was not like that. Now that I think about it romantically and would like a cigarette as we speak, I kind of got to, you know how I feel about it. How many, um, how, were, here, you, were you a pack a day? In here, I've got it programmed for about 25 cigarettes a day. So over a pack a day? About a about cigarette a, every 40 minutes. So a pack and a quarter every day. But usually, you know, I, would, I, would, I want to tell you that I didn't usually smoke an entire pack, but then there'd be a weekend where I'd smoke more, and so the average... That's what happens to, about, to me. During the week, I go through maybe a pack on the week and then the weekend comes around and uh the night that i go out and play it's the night that i smoke an entire pack or nearly an entire pack jesus that's fantastic you uh, only a a pack in an entire week two packs a week well that's still not very many what is it about six a day something like that uh let's see 40 cigarettes divided by seven would be yeah roughly six so I've not smoked in, I quit on 1-14-2010. So I've not smoked in some time. Seven years. Yep. Was you just seven? had your, you yeah. just had your uh, anniversary here recently. Then. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And so I've saved one year, eight months of my life, according to this calculator, $24,543. And I've not smoked 81,810 cigarettes. So it took you seven years to save a year? That's kind of bullshit. Well, well, it took me seven years to save almost two years of my life. Almost two years. (laughs) Doesn't feel like bullshit when you're clicking down in those last few years. Yeah, I suppose. (laughs) Once you're over 40, you're like, let's see, two years is roughly, I don't know, 20, 15% potentially of my remaining (laughs) life cycle. So, you know. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Well, anyway, so they legalize. And uh, if you're visiting, because a lot of the money that they're bringing in on weed is people coming to from other places to smoke weed. Right. Now, if you go to Vegas and you buy weed, where are you supposed to smoke it? You don't have a home. 
Right. Well, Most of the rooms are non-smoking in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, you can't just mask it with the old cigarette anymore. No, and you're you're buying from a dispensary, so it's not it's, like it's swag. gonna it's, it's gonna, gonna be yeah, it's sticky gonna sti- icky. It's gonna smell. It's gonna smell. and It's gonna linger. So what's the workaround? And in well, yeah, and you can't open the windows in these hotels unless you have like, even if you get like a cushy suite, can you open the? Mm, yeah, it's fifty fifty whether there's a window to open. Usually, you're just blowing it into the AC. Yeah. Not that I've ever done that, but right, right. If you I would have. Yeah. Or you know, you know, a um, uh, thing of toilet paper and um, fabric softener. <laughs> Man, that that that's just throwing that out there. I mean, I, I I've seen other people do it. I myself have never done that. <laughs> my uh, my little brother, uh, forehead, and Obi, mm-hmm. and myself loved Vegas. We would literally sacrifice a bathtub, fill it full of hotel ice and beers. <laughs> and we would find some random on the street to buy weed from. And, and let me guess, Obi and Forehead wouldn't leave the, the hotel room the entire time. No, Forehead's down. Forehead will go out. Forehead was always a great time. Okay. He was a great time. Yeah, he, he usually, when you get him out, yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, we were thick as thieves. It was a great time. Uh, when things were less complicated, we had no trouble finding trouble, as yeah. it, be that as it may. Uh, Obi is a little more classic. He'd like his cocktail. He'd like his cigarette. He'd like it all in a rhythm. Yes. Uh, maybe if, if you went to a dance club, he might enjoy himself. He might not. It's 50-50. Depends He's a on little music. more classic. He wants it in a rhythm. Mm-hmm. He, would you say classic or autistic? <laughs> <laughs> depends on the place. <laughs> yeah. uh, forehead, uh, man, he can just go at a pace that few horses can run. Yeah. I mean, he could... He could drink a quite a volume for such a long period of time and keep, I mean, even just down to basic functions, he could keep going. I've gone dusk till dawn with him before and it's uh he, yeah, he's, he's an a, animal. Yeah. Yeah. He's a tough one to keep up with. Now my little brother, he's about, I don't know, four to five years younger than I am. And he grew up around my friends. So consequently when I was, at the age where I should be doing things, he's at the age where he shouldn't. So right. we're exposing him to <laughs> shit he shouldn't be exposed to. So by the time he was our age or he was doing Vegas, he was way ahead of He was a pro. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was, probably wasn't even fun to him anymore. Right. I've done that. It's, it's, yeah. Let's move along. Anyway, um, <clears throat> I wonder what it'll do to the town. When the town goes green, things change. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting, too, to see how they enforce that because in pharmacy... Um, they're going to be dispensing it through pharmacy and pharmacy, you have to go, okay. When it comes down to like, say the state and the federal law are different, you always have to go by the most stringent rule. So let's say Nevada is legalized. California is legalized. Colorado is legalized. Technically as a pharmacist, you have to go by the most stringent rule, which would be the federal rule where it's still illegal. Right. So you're still putting your license on the line. Well, they're, they're not going to let pharmacies do it. It has to be an independent dispensary because it's not just medicinal. It's for recreation as well, and it's all cash sales. Okay. No credit cards or checks. It's all... So, like, just some fucking, like, future man, fresh out of high school, can just get a job dispensing? Totally. Really? You don't have to have any kind of qualifications? No, because you don't need to have any pre-existing... Con- you just well, need to yeah, I suppose, yeah, I suppose, like, liquor, right? You know, you've got 18-year-olds right out of high school selling liquor to people. 
I would think that the so. the thing that people would want to be buying if it, if they really are going to enforce smoking weed in public like they say they're going to is edibles, right? Everybody will be taking edibles. Yeah. Yeah. Which are fun, but what a lot of people don't understand about edibles is they don't just you don't just eat a gummy bear and boom, you're stoned. Right. It takes, you know, it's got to digest. It's like two hours. Yeah. So you better hope that wherever you are in your life in two hours is fun because if you're <laughs> sitting in your hotel room by yourself, it's going to suck. Yeah. Or just conducive to it. You know, like imagine too, uh, you know, and you're at Siegfried and Roy and you've got a fucking tiger lashing out at you. I'm told people tend to overeat because it's not kicking in. So they start yeah. eating more and more. Is that why? Because everyone always tells me I've never consumed. So people always tell me like when they eat that it it's way more intense. And I'm thinking in my head, it's probably because you keep eating because it's going to take longer. Just the scientist in you knows that if you eat something, the digestive, it's going to take longer than if you smoke it to kick in. So people probably get bored, probably eat away, and then it hits them heavier because they fucking ate too much. Well, what about mushrooms? What about them? Man, they kick in fast. You got like 20, maybe 30 minutes and you're starting your journey. Yeah, yeah. You probably don't have an hour. Yeah, you probably have about 30 minutes. Yep. If, All if, of a sudden you get that. the thick spit. Yeah. You're like, hmm, things taste weird in my mouth. Yeah. If that's that, when you know. See, and that's not bad though because you can at least plan ahead for 30 minutes. Two Usually, hours? Yep. Yeah. Two hours. My whole world could be different in two hours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 if you eat too much, I don't know how you're, it's not anxiety. It's kind of fear. Maybe it's a little fear. <laughs> you're a little afraid. I'm too high. Yeah. <laughs> like, like even the simplest thing, like walking, you're like, I think I'm walking funny. Yeah. Yeah. Turn <laughs> it off. Turn it off. Turn it off. <laughs> it's just a bad deal. <laughs> I just want to sleep. I just want to turn it off and I just want to sleep. Wouldn't this be the fun time to be in Vegas, too? Because you'd have all these rookies, haven't done it in maybe a few decades. Oh, man. Or, yeah, people that now have, like, gotten jobs, but now that it's legal, well, I can do it now because <laughs> it's legal, right? Oh, man, the pros just, are cleaning up at the tables. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're just watching this guy in his suit. Hasn't smoked since he was, like, 18. You know, he's 45 now, like, trying to recreate the glory days and just having a bad go of it. Probably really bad. They say it's like 50 times more potent than it was in the 70s. Jeez. So if you're thinking you're just going to kind of dip your toe into Gorilla Glue, it only takes a couple puffs and you're, you know, reconsidering your life. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, a gummy or whatever. Yeah, the gummies are popular. I mean, it's, in, it's to the point now where you can actually buy a stick of butter, make a whole pan of goodies. Yeah. Yeah. I know in, I know in Dallas, when I was in Dallas, a lot of... A lot of the um, richer, like independent business guys or whatever, they were they were all about the gummy bears. Did you ever sneak up to Amsterdam when you were in Europe? No, no, never made it further north than the uh, French Riviera. Oh man, I was in school, man. I had shit to do, and then when I wasn't in school, I was visiting family back in the states. How old were you when you were in Europe? Like, what was High the school. oldest age you left? Uh, eighteen. I left when I was eighteen. So you could have maybe gotten there, but maybe you weren't that yeah, interested. Yeah, but I mean, by the time like I graduated, like I was ready to be out of the house. I I, I gave it like a week, and I was just see ya. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, and looking back on it, my family stayed there for an extra year. I probably should have just stayed there for an extra year and traveled Europe, you know. 
Yeah. Maybe worked a shitty job on base for some extra scratch. Maybe taken a few like online courses or something. But I think I I think I moved out of the house like three times. First time I moved out, I moved out with a bunch of friends when I was nineteen. That lasted all of about four or five months. And it broke down just like it would when you're kids who don't know how to get along with one another or have any steady jobs or any way of paying rent. Yeah. Well, plus at that age, you could be susceptible to, I don't know, like if you move to California, maybe a cult, (laughs) you know, like, I mean, I I look back on it and I probably should have stayed with the parents for an extra year because that first year of college, man, I just went fucking nuts. It was amazing. It was amazing. Would you trade it? Would, do you really want that back? No, no, I wouldn't trade it because that you that whole, do that that whole year. Yeah, that whole year and that summer was just awesome. And I mean, it set a bad it set a bad pace. <laughs> but you're not selling college. <laughs> Balls to the wall. Wouldn't trade it. <laughs> Go to college. <laughs> I don't think I'd trade it either. I did the same thing. I pretty much ruined my first year and a half of school. Just, I mean, there's just so much freedom. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know what to do with it. And I had money because, you know, I had like a little job. So, and I was in the dorms. So, I mean, my meals, all that shit was paid for. So all my extra money went to like fucking beer and smokes. Amazing. Yeah. It was so great. It was so, oh man. And I didn't have to worry about my meals every day. I had meals they're cooked, ready to go for me. School paid it, your rent. Yeah, it was great. School did not pay my rent. And uh, I moved in with two older guys. Uh, Off campus? Uh, no, I, I was literally just, we rented an apartment in town. Okay. So, uh, so off campus. Well, I, I didn't have a campus experience. I, I decided to go to junior college before. I went to a junior college, but I went to a junior college with a dorm. Yeah, no, I went to like a community shithole. Oh, uh, okay. You went to a community. Con- yeah. So it wasn't even like a university college. Oh, no. Uh, okay. I went to like a university JUCO. No, I, uh, I, can, I can honestly tell you this very moment, I still don't know what I want to do when I grow up. <laughs> right. No idea. <laughs> and so when, when, I, when they put the sheer costs of going to some of these universities in line with the loans they wanted me to take out, because remember, I've got nine brothers and sisters. There's yeah. 10 of us. So your folks can't. Well, and my, my parents made over a certain threshold, but they weren't saving for kids for college. They own their own businesses. So what it looked like they made on paper wasn't extent. You know, that wasn't like in the bank. Right. It was tax returns that were high enough to say you weren't getting any help, but not liquid capital enough to be like, here's your college fund. Right. So and, and my mom and dad, they're they're realistic. They looked at me and they're like, why don't you try this cheaper approach first? We'll pay for it. <laughs> right. And if you do well, we'll keep paying for the years of school. That's, I'm like, that's oh, perfect. Yeah. That's essentially what my folks did with me too. Uh, just cause initially I wanted to go to school in Boston, like Berkeley, Emerson. Expensive. I would still be paying off that tuition. For sure. Yeah. Uh, it's close to, um, it's close to a million bucks for four years. Oh, I want to see what you're getting out of that book. Okay. So, you know, my folks were just kind of like, uh, let's try, uh, let's, let's pair it back a little bit. So, yeah. Yeah. So I went to a small, like, uh, it's a university of Wisconsin school, but one of the two year campuses. Mm -hmm. And, um, at the time, since I was coming from Italy, I could kind of pick between Arizona, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin where I wanted to set up my residency. 
So I just set up my residency in Wisconsin. So I got in-state tuition. And then, um, yeah. And then um, but your dad wasn't, wasn't your dad career military? My dad was, and he was in Virginia, so I could have set up Virginia. My mom from Pennsylvania, I could have set up Pennsylvania. We had just come back from Arizona, so I could have theoretically used Arizona. My stepdad, who I was living with in Italy, was from Wisconsin, and they have property in Wisconsin, and so I used that uh, to set up my my residency in Wisconsin. Am I wrong in thinking that if you have a parent in the military, like that's career military, that the kids go to college for free? Is that wrong? Uh, that's very wrong. Is it? Yeah. Where did I hear that? Why am I wrong? No, you think is that I'm, new or is that wrong? That's just the wrong. It's just plain fucking <laughs> it's just wrong. Fucking wrong. <laughs> okay, I don't know where you got that from. All right, maybe like you're thinking the GI Bill, the Montgomery GI Bill for GIs. I think I was talking to a buddy and he's like, "Well, my kids are going to go to school for free," and I was like, "Wow, no, that's amazing." No, they'll get um, they'll get decent insurance for the rest of their life, USAA. Oh, goody. <laughs> hey, man. So not free college. But no, 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 huh. college was not free. Are you sure? 100%. You ask my parents. Next time my dad's in town, ask him. All right. No, well, he needs to come back on the show anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't... Uh, I, I know I, my my dad was a little less realistic than my mom. My mom could see far away that yeah. I was going to be a problem. <laughs> I was such a problem in high school that she was like, um, let's just see how this goes. Right. And she was dead right. <laughs> yeah. My first year, I I was content to try to do it just like I did Right. High school. Just take the tests and I'd be good. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Uh, didn't, yeah, I didn't, not so good. didn't snap quite yeah. the way it should have. Yeah, even though I uh, I did have one class though, my uh, U.S. history class. Basically, the professor told me just turn in reports, show up for tests. I'd prefer it if you showed up for the test review and you're good. And sure shit, yeah, I was. I would show up in my robe, <laughs> in my pajamas and robe, Bring a little teacup and saucer and just sit there pretty much baked at, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning and answer questions about Bunker Hill and shit for the review. Come in, ace the test. That's, that's all they saw. I remember one time when they do, when he was doing his pre-review, whatever, his uh, test review, and I was answering questions because no one else was answering them. And I felt bad for the poor guy. And I remember, like, literally someone in the back of the room going, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> I've never seen him before in my life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the questions they're asking you, uh, high school I understand a little bit better than, but even in high school. But when you get to college, what is the point of structuring a test, uh, excuse me, a test to fool the student? Right. Putting very similar terms side by side. I don't understand the mentality of, in idea and practice of that in practice why does that make sense to well, test in such a manner well it doesn't matter they got your money <laughs> but it's I, not like in high school where they want you to pass because it looks better for them and their stats i think that that's just uh, you know that's where administrators have to come in and look at curriculums and say you know are are we giving them a good shake because I think it's discouraging to a lot of kids. If you think that you're calling the herd by saying, well, we have these standards and this yeah. is what with honors is and, you know, this is going to be our valedictorian and all of these things are separated by, you know, minutia, yeah. essentially, I, I'm, I'm not impressed. I remember my freshman year, I took botany because I thought botany, it's just plants. Right now you'd be in demand, my, my man. <laughs> 
I took botany because you'd be growing weed. That's what you'd be doing. <laughs> and uh, well, I just thought it would be simple. You know, it's just plants. You're gonna talk plants. You're gonna look at some plants for a semester. Well, my fucking botany professor just went off the fucking walls, just so in depth. Okay, this is botany 101. He taught it like it was like a fucking 10,000 in one class. Right. <laughs> you know? Pump the brakes, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> like, don't even put just fucking, I want that e-brake on. And um, he graded on a curve. And I think like the highest, like what set the curve was like a 32%. See, and what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, why are you even wasting your, no one's learning anything. You're just shooting darts in the dark, you know? I mean, I would just show up for the test baked and just A, B, C, A, B, C, I like D, all, D, D. All your fucking classes, you show up baked in school. <laughs> Freshman year of college. <laughs> I just plain didn't show up. <laughs> oh, no, no. I made the effort. I showed up. Right. Well, I just showed up. You were up. on campus. Yeah, exactly. I was on campus. I was already there. So why not? I mean, and I had to go socialize. You know, I had to meet up with the guys and figure out what was going on later that night. Totally. Check out the girls. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Go by the art studio. And then uh, usually I had to come down for play practice, you know, because I was an acting student. And then go do the acting and then go have fun again. I eventually snapped together. I eventually got it, went to school. Uh, but towards the end of finishing my second year, I got called into, I had this professor but eventually i called into his office and he's like you know asking me like where i intended to go and how i was spending my regular because i was working for the family business right right what direction are you going in here and when i told him oh he was like what are you doing here yeah you know what are you getting out of this you don't really have a direction so that's when i ended up going okay well i'm gonna start working full-time but even then right so even then i'm like 20 like maybe 20 and i've moved out the second time with a girl Okay. That wasn't even a stable move out. Because we, no. that, that relationship. That's when I left blew college. Up. 20. Yeah. Sophomore year. It was a girl. Yeah. Come on, Travis. Let's just, it's so cold in Wisconsin in the wintertime. Let's, weren't you from Arizona? Ooh, I, I bet it, I hear it's nice out there in the winter. Yeah, it is. Come on. Come on. Don't you love me? Come on. Let's go to Arizona. Okay. So you quit school and took a girl quit to Arizona? Quit school and took a girl to Arizona. Now, how long did you live together before you moved back home? <laughs> it was months. <laughs> Same here. Yeah. Same here. It was months. So when you think about moving out on your own, that's, that's yeah. a bitch. Yeah. By the end of that summer, we'd moved back to Wisconsin, broken up, and I'd moved to uh, Prior Lake, Minnesota. You poor bastard. And that's when I started. Yeah. That's when all of this shit It's about began. when I met you. Yep. You were a host at OG. Yep. Yep. And, I met, and we met and went... You yep. met us for drinks at Champs after your shift. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. And you were going in between, it was Forehead, uh, Obi and me, and you were going back and forth between our table and a table of girls. <laughs> and you were, you were actually setting Obi up with one of the girls and yourself up with the little girls. And I'm, you know, I'm with, I'm, I'm with actually still with Doll back then. That was long okay. enough ago, I was still with Doll. <laughs> I remember that very well. I don't remember that so well. You might have been susceptible... We should go into this. This is my segue. You ready? Uh, okay. You might have been susceptible to a cult at that time. Yes, yes, yes. Very much uh, any of us uh, the, at that the, age. But definitely that age. Oh, if those girls were, you know, 
part of Heaven's Gate. Yeah, like, hey, hey, come with us. Come see this cool place. Yeah, okay. <laughs> are, there, are, there, are there drinks there? Or are we, uh, should I bring my own? Uh, <laughs> you'd, be, you'd have been totally off limits, though. Let's talk about Heaven's Gate. Yeah. Let's, let's, uh, let's give a little a quick, we'll do this quickly. Quick rundown. Uh, you may know Heaven's Gate because the, I don't know if you'd call it the antithesis, the precipice of the group was a mass suicide in 1997 in which 38 members? I would not call it a precipice. 39. What would you call it? Because it really was the... The apex. The apex. The apex? Of, yeah. The, uh, the climax, the crescendo was the mass suicide. Isn't the precipice the... The precipice is like the end. Yeah. I guess you could say it. just doesn't feel like... You just person. don't like it. I don't like it. All right. Well, anyway, even though he doesn't like it, uh, a, a, gr- a group of 38 of them. 39. 13, is it 38 or is it 39? Well, if you include the main guy, it's 39. Because they, mm. they say it was one suicide and 39 or 38 murders. At okay. least that's one parent says. All right. All right. So including the it's 39, decided to drink a special... Mo- oh, so you're right. Apple White persuaded 38 followers to commit suicide. Yeah. Uh, if you're wondering who Apple White is... He is Marshall Applewhite. He is the founder of this group, along with Bonnie Nettles. Applewhite. Man, doesn't that sound like a college football coach's name from, like, Texas? Yeah, made up for sure. Major Apple. No, wait, that actually was a major Applewhite was a college football coach. But, yeah, Applewhite, so he was a teacher uh, at a college, actually, in Houston. And he, uh, he was a music teacher, and he had a family up through his 40s. But he was a closeted homosexual. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He, he was accused of carrying out a homosexual relationship with a student and got fired. Yes. I've never seen him admit that he was a closeted homosexual. Oh, no, 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 no. And the thing, he, he corresponds with uh, Nettles over his homosexuality. So this whole thing was him running from his homosexuality. Okay, so you got this. Instead of embracing his homosexuality, this dude just you know, ran in a different direction. Cause think about it. This was the seventies, you know I mean? The eighties when AIDS came along, they were basically almost locking up gay guys and, you know, quarantining them because of the AIDS. So, I mean, the seventies, this is not a good time to be gay in America. Right. And so, yeah, he kind of, he went, he went in a weird place with it. So you saw a documentary in which they went into more detail over his relationship. Yeah, with him. like how, yeah. <clears throat> apparently he was a great music teacher. Um, apparently, you know, he could take someone with like no musical talent, like, I don't know, say like you, and make you sound awesome. I thought he was a Presbyterian minister and a former soldier. I thought that was his parents. Oh, he's, he's the son of a Presbyterian minister and soldier? Possibly. Okay. Or maybe he was. But by the time this happened, he was in his 40s. Okay. At the university. By the time that... So maybe he was a minister and a soldier before that. I mean, shit, I haven't even reached my 40s yet, and I've already been a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're probably right. He was probably the son of that. Because as I'm going through my... Yeah, that's probably right. So uh, he's teaching at a school in Texas, and he gets canned for having an inappropriate homosexual relationship with a student. Right. He then somehow ends up in a psych hospital where he meets this Bonnie Nettles, who's his nurse, a married nurse, might I add. Well, no. See, this is where accounts vary. Apparently, he was just visiting a friend in there. Mm. And he meets Bonnie Nettles. 
So he might have been just visiting a friend in a psychiatric hospital where he meets her, not actually in the in hospital. In the hospital. That's, okay. what, that's what he claims, is that he was visiting her in the psychiatric hospital. He just runs hospital. into this married nurse, and they quickly become friends. Like, they lock eyes, and they believed in the destiny. Now, now yeah, because she believed in aliens, right? Right, right. And she believed that someone, that the reincarnation or something like that of Christ was going to come to her. And apparently when they saw each other in the psych ward and locked eyes... That was it. However, though, her, her daughter and her son claim that they met while Applewhite was teaching at the college because the son was in one of his um, productions. Okay. So, so there's some discrepancies. There's to how discrepancies. They met. How now, did these met. two hook up or were they just lifelong friends? Now, so apparently she advanced on him, but he... He's, he's, he's gay. gay. He's gay. <laughs> you know, so he doesn't. And so then I think that's when he started forming his ideals. Like, I can't be gay. You know what I mean? And I don't want to be straight. So how about just no sex? Well, it says that uh, these two got into studying all kinds of crazy shit from Christology to. Um, um, oh, they, 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 they spanned a gamut. They were reading Arthur C. Clarke together and going into, you know, the book of revelations and reading the new Testament and they get into asceticism and eschatology. Uh, uh, you want to know what those are? <laughs> um, and I hope I'm saying it right. Uh, eschatology is basically the study of the end whether it's the end of a life, the end of school, the end of earth. So the end of times. The end of whatever. It's all yeah. It's all a preponderance and philosophy of just what it means to be the end of anything, even yeah. the ultimate end. Yeah. And uh, ascetism, if I'm saying that right, I hope I'm saying it right, um, is basically giving up all of your worldly possessions. Okay, okay. So kind of like uh, the Buddhist monks. Yeah, so you basically give up everything, and these people are studying the end, and they're really trying to figure out how how to ascend to a greater state of being, and they start really studying this. Right, how to become more than a human. Yeah. And uh, this is going on, what, starts about, what, 73? Mm, yeah, by June of 74, uh, they have solidified their basic outline. They concluded that they had been chosen to fulfill biblical prophecies and that they had been given higher level minds than other people. Right, right. They're, they're ascending. <laughs> <laughs> so now don't they, they just travel the country, right? And they like just get up in like, is it beer halls or I can't remember, but they just give up, get up and they give these speeches. And then, you know, in the seventies, you had a lot of drifters, a lot of wanderers still. A lot of young people susceptible to ideals. Now, is that how they put it to you and what you saw? Like, it just seemed like they were constantly traveling, and then people would say, I saw them speak at an event. Most people would boo them and, you know. Okay. Because they, they, they went through a phase where they said they were cultivating, where they were cultivating followers. I remember they were advertising to yeah. get like-minded people into their group. I remember yeah. that. They and, then, at, and they were traveling. And so at, what, at one point, they build a group up to like 100 members. Right. And then at one point, then when they were on the road, they basically got booed off the stage and Nettles came out and said, okay, the cultivation's ended. We offered you guys a fucking ticket on our fucking spacecraft. But you know what? Seats are full. 
Now, they're still pretty underground at this point. Like, nobody's really paying attention to them. Right, but they're still moving around. Right, they're still circulating. Because, well, they're also circulating so they don't get bounced at any point by the federal government or anything like that. Then At this point, they're not doing anything wrong. Right. You know, they're just, they just, they are who they are. Yeah, they're a little weird, but whatever. But after she does that, they basically, and this is when they made the news, the group just disappears. Yeah. Just, and it was after she said, cultivation's done. <laughs> Fuck you. Cool. We're gone. Yep, yep. Seats are booked. Whoosh. So now remember, they've convinced everybody to give up their worldly possessions. Right. And they have decided that as a group, they're going to go underground. And the way they go underground is they, they become vagrants and beggars. Yeah. And, and uh, as I understand it, they're allowed to have a $5 bill on them and a $10 roll of quarters. It's something like that. Yeah, it's something crazy. The $5 crazy. bill was to pay the vagrancy fine. Right. And then the roll of quarters was for a phone call. Right. Yeah. Uh, no, it's $5.75. That's what they were... That's what they had on them. The $5 was for the vagrancy. Yeah, yeah. They had the roll of quarters to make the quarters, right, to call the other members. Yeah. So uh, uh, essentially they disappear for quite a period of time. Yeah, they they just go dark. Uh, uh, Selling all their worldly 76, they're still on tour with her. Yeah. So during that time, basically, then they go into, like, this hardcore teaching phase where essentially it's like school. And they're kind of reprogramming these people. They're um, now. What is the belief system? Do you remember the belief system? It's tough. To, it's kind of tough to narrow down because all I, from the survivors, all like I would get was just you know we were constantly in school. You couldn't you know they paired you up with a female if you were a male, vice versa if you were a female. Okay, that makes sense. Um, that makes sense to pair you up with a girl and and, and teach about how you cannot have sex with this girl <laughs> ever. Ever and how you cannot see them at all in a sexual light. There's supposed to be no sexuality, right? You are just asexual. So here, go hang out with this person of the opposite sex. What the fuck? Now, I do remember one of the guys who was in it, he was like, dude, I was flaming gay when I came in. So he was like, that was easy for me. They paired me up with a girl. And uh, okay, no problem. So, um, so that was part of it. And then everyone ate exactly the same. So like if they had pancakes for breakfast, they literally had a method where they would just sort of almost like assembly line out these pancakes, the same exact size. Everyone got the same amount of squirts of syrup. Everyone had exactly the same, the same, the same, the same. And so as they're doing this, basically what they're doing is they're programming people to just be like-minded sheeple if you will right well as i understand it the the way you reprogram somebody is you take everything away so he strips them of all their worldly possessions disconnects them from their family which you're going to find is a common theme among most of these cults we're going to talk about yes totally isolates them and then fills them full of complete bullshit while at the same time using the cult of personality to give them, and, and, and if you're not familiar with what that is, outside of a fucking awesome song <laughs> by Living Color, uh, which we played when we came in here. Yes, we did. It's uh, basically the marketing of a of a, a ruler. Uh, it, uh, you're, you're using mass media and propaganda or other methods right. 
uh, thing about like when Stalin was in power, you know, all you saw was great, huge pictures of Stalin. They'd make like building size photos of Stalin and hang them up from like air balloons and then have them travel over Russia. And you're talking stuff like that, right? Yeah. I mean, you see it uh, all kinds of places. You yeah. see, you know, you saw Apple do it with Steve Jobs. You saw, uh, you I mean, know, politically anything. Yeah. Yeah. And even what's his face from North Korea? What's that crazy asshole? Kim Jong-il. Kim Jong-un. Oh, the new one. Yeah. He's Kim Jong-un, totally yeah. filled those people full of bullshit. So Rick Baldwin, I hate you. Rick Baldwin. The, uh, the pancakes, how much syrup they got, how long they were cooked, what they would eat, what they would drink. Did they only drink like lemonade, cayenne, pepper, and honey? That's all they drank? No, 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 no. That was like a cleanse. That was a cleanse that they did. I thought that was all they drank. No, 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 no. This was like a special cleanse or something. Hmm. Um, no, because like I've seen footage of them and they had like Wendy's, but they all had like the matching, like they all had the same size soft drink from Wendy's. And, and it was funny because they were examining a food when they were talking about, yeah, when they had the Wendy's in this documentary, it showed how they were very particular with food. And like they were, they were observ- like looking at this food that came from Germany. Now it was packaged, and they were like, "Well, no artificial preservatives. Well, how do we know that it's still good if it came all the way from Germany with no preservatives?" And you know, now you're thinking like, "Well, yeah, you don't want preservatives in your food." And so, but they were they were weird. Yeah, I'm, but I'm thinking I the did whole see time, how do fucking assholes get talked into these cults? Yeah, it's just a lot of people. They just went searching. You know, one girl lost a boyfriend, so she was just kind of out wandering, looking for some meaning. It's a lot of it's people looking for meaning. One of these, one of the guys that ends up killing himself in this group, wasn't he like the brother of the the black chick on Star Trek, the original one? Ohura. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, her brother was one yeah, of the Uhura's dudes that drank the potion. Yeah. It was, wait, wasn't it applesauce? Whatever. Yeah, vodka, applesauce, and... Anyway. Not going to go down well anyway. No. Fucking horrible idea. We'll get to the suicide, but these people weren't, it wasn't like they were just ignored. Right, right. You know, they spanned, what, 25 to 52, and the idea, so here, get this. Imagine you sit down in a room, and somebody tells you that uh, Earth is about to be recycled. Yes, yeah, yeah. Earth is about to be, yeah. The only chance you have to survive was to leave it immediately. You're in a group with like, you know, (laughs) crazy fucking people. And uh, now originally when they were selling this, it wasn't suicide, right? Help me out here. It was you were you needed to get to this next level. But at first it wasn't going to be required that you committed suicide just that you get off the planet. And of course, anybody sitting in the rooms like. Where's the spaceship? Yeah. (laughs) Just show me the spaceship. I'll get on the fucking ship. Let's go. Yeah. Get me on the spaceship. (laughs) (laughs) Over 10 years, he couldn't produce a fucking spaceship. So he's like, "Uh, Uh, fuck, we gave everything up. uh, uh, (laughs) Well, we transcend to the space. Oh, it gets even better as we go on the way. Because when it's just him and Nettles, they have, and they call themselves Bo and Peep, and then eventually Doe and T. You mean they had, like, little cute names for each other? Yeah, and so it started off, he was Bo and she was Peep, and then by the end, though, the cult members only knew Applewhite as Doe and Nettles as T. This goes along with them calling your body a vehicle. Yes. <laughs> like, like it's, it's, just, it's just a vessel. It's a vessel. Get you to the next level. It's just a vehicle. Yep, yep. And you're going to ascend from it. How do they buy this? 
you're in that room. They're spilling this. You're like, ah, uh, I mean, you pretty gotta, important the body, I think. Yeah. You, you got to really have faith in the dude <laughs> selling you shit when he's like, don't worry. We'll leave the body behind. This is all going to work out. <laughs> Just sell all your shit. Yeah. It's, um, and so then don't they all, the members of the group, uh, oddly, don't they give themselves all their own they first give, names yeah, and shit? Yeah, they, they come up with some interesting ones. Uh, I, I can't even pronounce them. Uh, they they believe to be eligible for membership in the next level, humans would have to shed every attachment to the planet. This meant all members had to give up all human-like characteristics, such as their family, friends, sexuality, individuality, <laughs> jobs, money, and possessions. Yep. Uh, you mean you'd like us to basically cut ties with everything we know so you can, you know... Exploit us. Yeah, deprogram us and fill us up with your own cup of bullshit. That's, <laughs> yeah. If you're listening to this and any of those things come to any of the groups you ever go to, you stand up immediately and you fucking leave because it's bullshit. You walk the fuck out. <laughs> now, this cult, though, unlike other cults, they were actually pretty good about letting people leave. If you wanted to leave, they didn't stop you. Right. Because they only had so many tickets for this ride, and they only wanted devout followers. <laughs> so they weren't going to force you in. If you wanted to leave, I think they'd give you 50 bucks and send you on your way. Do you? <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. Do you remember the Adam Sandler skit on his album where he like goes to meet the cult meeting with the girl? He's trying to meet the girl, and he's like, yeah, yeah, fuck the sun. The sun sucks. And he's, Do you remember that skit? <laughs> no, I haven't. Man. I might, I might edit some of that in here. Okay. So uh, <laughs> I'm reading this because, you know, there's a lot of bullshit. We're trying to be a little bit cleaner about our delivery of it, but it says uh, uh, the, ev- the evolutionary level above human, which is T-E-L-A-H, was a physical... Uh, Tila? T-E-L-A-H. T-E-L-A-H. It's, all, it's an acronym. Tela. The, and that's the, that's the acronym for the evolution level above human. Tela. Uh, uh, another world in our universe where residents live in pure bliss and nourish themselves by absorbing pure sunlight. <laughs> that's where that <laughs> shit comes from. At the next level, beings do not engage in sexual intercourse. I'm out. Yeah. Eating or dying. I'm out. <laughs> you don't get to eat. You don't get to fuck. You don't ever die. This is so you're just stuck in non-pleasure prison. You're just sitting there, just like on overdosing on serotonin from all that sunlight. Just happy, joy. Basically stuck <laughs> in the fucking sun with no sex, no food, no food, and no just, end. Just, in just, life. just getting serotonin high. Basically, this <laughs> is shedding the things that make us mammalian. Ah. Heaven's Gate believes that. What the Bible calls, calls God is actually a highly developed extraterrestrial. Yeah, Jesus was an alien, according to these guys. Yeah, Jesus, uh, Jesus was an alien. Uh, he's come down in different alien forms. Um, Applewhite was one of those forms of Jesus, um, who, alien, Jesus, or something like that, right? <laughs> Am I going off the deep end here? No, no, I'm just, it's all coming back to me in such a such a rush. Because remember, didn't they have the opposite? Didn't they? Didn't they? Like, say they basically queer the Bible in the New Testament, and they just fucking made up their own shit. They're like, it's Martians. Right. It's basically like it's the Bible, but with aliens. <laughs> and like these people would be like, would you know, all that Jesus stuff sounds like a bunch of fairy tale mumbo jumbo. But they start talking about UFOs, and I'm going, you know, this might actually be real. Like, these are real quotes from people. 
that survived it. They and they they take at there's there's absolutely no rules in what they take. They pick and pluck what they want, leave what they don't. They cherry pick. Yeah. They're following Arthur C. Clarke, who's a brilliant guy. He was a brilliant guy. He, you know, uh, he he came with the whole concept of satellites. He wrote 2001: A Space Odyssey. He was a very cultured dude who, who was a huge scientific uh, science fiction writer. I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't L. Ron Hubbard fucking crazy where he tried to turn his sci-fi into religion. He right. was just a smart dude. Right. Like me, I like Asimov, but I'm not going to start like a religion based off of Asimov theories. No. Or Asimov you're not stories. Fucking crazy. Yeah. I but, read them, I enjoy them, and I move the fuck on. But they cherry-picked his <laughs> shit for this group, <laughs> oh, right? Oh, God. And so along with that, they're, they're, they're cherry-picking the Bible. And members of Heaven's Gate believe that there were alien space aliens called Luciferians. So they're like bad guy aliens? They falsely represented themselves to earthlings as God and conspired to keep humans from developing. Ah, this is right so this on the wiki this, page I'm reading right here. Okay, so this is how we got the devil is um, the Lusitonians? Luci- Luci- well, they're technically advanced humanoids. These aliens have spacecraft, space-time travel, telepathy, and increased longevity. Ah. They use holograms to fake miracles. Carnal be- beings with gender, they stopped training to achieve the kingdom of God thousands of years ago. Heaven's Gate believed that all existing religions on earth had been corrupted by these malevol- malevolent aliens. You said the kingdom of Gob? God, excuse oh, me. Oh, God. Yeah, the kingdom of God. Is, and that's not an acronym? G O D, like acronym? I was reading it for so long, I just ran out of breath there. And then yeah. Quit. <laughs> Earthlings yeah. is God, yes. Ah, uh, so. They debunk everything that could possibly challenge them by saying they're alien devils. Okay. Who have give cast us aside. Yeah. And what's remarkable is this guy found 38 other fucking like-minded people to buy into this. Well, actually, at this point, they have a couple hundred, hundred at least a hundred. Yeah, I mean, depending on where we... Cause it, it, it like right now a, with where we're at in the story and their teachings, they've got a couple hundred. E- easily yes and basically they're all telling you that and then and they're also preaching to you that you cannot die we cannot die because we're going to take our body the vessel up onto the spaceship right and then bonnie nettles aka t gets cancer in 19 like 85 whoops yeah <laughs> <laughs> um oh fuck um it starts, she had to have her eye removed. Oh, shit. And then it spread, and it spread fast. And she told doctors, like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm fine. I'm going to live forever. da 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 You know, just. Whoops. Yeah, whoops. <laughs> and the doctor's uh, like, oh. Uh, no, that cancer just kind of spread far. And so she dies <laughs> in 1985. A lot that, of people leave. Yeah. And, that, <laughs> and, like, pretty much all of them leave except for, like, a hand, a small handful. And so he goes from, like, what, 100 to 200 to down to maybe about, what, 15, 20? Yeah, it goes down It, it goes down just a handful, really. Yeah. And he's left going, well, fuck. So he comes up with the excuse of, well, her body was just the vessel, but some, you know, she somehow transcended. She was able to transcend it. This is where we get, this is where things get fucked up. This is now all of a sudden he's got no longer apple white dough no longer has his checks and balances of nettles, a.k.a. T. And so now he's just on his own to just start making it up as he goes. <laughs> Freelance bullshitting. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's gone rogue. He's gone maverick on this. And so what does he say? Something like 
her vehicle, her vehicle, aka her body, it was just like a conduit. But her spirit, she was the first. Like she was the first. They were able to extract her spirit or something. He he links it to some other extraterrestrial bullshit that at the time took them from her. And and what we saw was what was wasn't her it was her her vehicle dying right right her vehicle died but her angel form or something (laughs) is she's now an angel form on this ufo um that is transhuman is what she was yes she entered her her transhuman state state. right yeah but the rest of us still need our bodies to do that we still need our vehicles but she was special somehow she was special and that's so everyone hears that and so she transcended, went up to the comet that's um, in the what, wake of uh, the hail bop. That, that's she went up on the UFO. Her spirit, though, is up in the UFO um, trailing. I thought the, it was a different one at that time. N- I'm not sure. That one doesn't come through every 10 years. But it was, I don't know. It was on one of those UFOs in the Hale Bop Comet, is what I thought the she said. The details of where she went It doesn't matter. The fact so is, she's, she's trailing she a comet. She's on it. Yeah, she's out of here. She's on a UFO, trailing a comet, and she's going to be sending us signs. She's going to be sending specifically me Apple White signs. And I will interpret those signs and we'll go from there. So, about, I don't know, 80 to 90% of his followers called bullshit and walked out while the rest remained on to follow basically his whim at this point. He decides that, the, the group basically decides that first you have to go through the process, which is the basically giving up all human things like we said before, shedding family, all this shit. Do the teachings. Living a clean life. Yeah, go through their teachings. And uh, uh, you, there were four methods to enter or graduate to the next level. The first one was the TELA H, which was uh, Tella. Do, do you remember the? Uh, I just remember Tella. God damn! You got. I mean, there's so much bullshit. Exactly. Yeah. Through here, and I'm trying not to. I don't want too much of it to stick in my brain. The evolutionary level above human is what that stood for. Spacecraft and transfer to a next level body aboard that craft. Uh, so she basically had her rapture by the alien spacecraft that uh, picked her up and took her off. Now what? celestial body accomplished that at that time was not clear, but that was one of the ways that you graduate a natural death, accidental death or death from a ran- from random violence would also uh, graduate you and you would leave the uh, container of the human body for the next level. See, it wasn't before Nettles died. That wasn't one of the rules. No, no, he had, he had to modify some shit here, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, it opened up a whole new side of his brain here. <laughs> when he lost her, he became clear. Yeah. Uh, outside persecution that leads to death. So uh, basically if anyone makes fun of us and, and wastes us, and wastes us <laughs> you know, you get to graduate. You're yeah. Martyrs are welcome. And then this is my favorite one. Witful exit from the body in a dignified manner. Suicide. <laughs> <laughs> so you can just choose to, uh, you know, to abandon your body. Yeah. Just uh, off yourself. Now, when you go to their website during this whole time, then, In the early 90s, they put up a website. Oh, they did more than that. Elaborate. They became developers and website designers for hire. And this is how the group got money. Yeah, big money. 
and they were ahead of the curve. And from what everything that I read, they were professional, they were clean cut, they were knowledgeable, they were great to work with, they got the work done quickly. Yep. They were they had a, like a really good company. Yeah, they're at the time. I mean, now if you their website is still up, by the way. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> but if you want to stop and pause this or even go find it, do you remember the web address for that fucking thing? Um, it's um, isn't it just heavensgate.org? God, I'm going to go to it right now. You keep talking, man. I'll look for it. Yeah, it. I just remember. Do I end up on a list? But well, I'm probably on. You, a I'm already on the list anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we're both on. For some of the shit we've researched for this show, we're on the list. Is it a heaven? Is it no? It's, it's heavensgate.org. It's, it's, it's not a dot org. I don't think so. I, I think it's a dot org. I'm looking. The um, I'm looking. <laughs> I'm looking to make a list. Uh, heavensgate.com. I see that. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's heavensgate.com. Is it okay? So just heavensgate, and it still looks like the old Netscape web browser page that, like, you, I just remember pulling this up in high school when oh, I did. It's dirty. When I did a report, yeah, <laughs> it's dirty. And like, so then they tell you like why we don't believe in suicide. So they're telling you don't commit suicide, but. If you have a ticket on the UFO, then you can. Oh, it's dirty too. It has like everything's from '96. Yeah, okay. it's 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 very. It it still looks like the same web page I was looking at my freshman year of high school. Because when it happened, remember, like I don't know about you, but I researched them. I was like, "What the fuck was that?" And you look them up, and you go to their website, and then yeah, that's that's still the same thing. That pulls up now, that pulled up back in 1997. It is heavensgate.com. Yes, go check it out. You, you, you really should. <laughs> It'd be awesome if they got like this boost and hit and like the two survivors just. <laughs> it's just like, I mean, as a, as a clear just thinking celebrate. person, just reading it, you're like, how do they get people to do this? Yeah, on there, it tells you, so like their old posts, look at some of their old posts. I am. Like, do you see the ones where it talks about, um, give us $50 and we'll send you our teachings video. I think it's like $50 they charge. And like, there's like all these different. And now of course you can just go to YouTube and watch these videos. You don't have to send them $50. And even if you did send them 50, I don't know who you'd be sending $50 to because they're not there anymore. Super fucked up, dude. Right here. They've got the exit press release. Yeah. Away team. The away team. Yeah. They had patches. Returns to level above human. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is dark. It We've is. gone dark. All right. Well, check that out on your check own. Check it out. There's yeah. more to this story. So the group basically adopts this new system, and the Hale-Bopp comet yes. is discovered, what, three years before that it's coming? Not necessarily yeah, discovered, it, it, but it's, it's coming around. It's a coming around. But their group discovers. Now, their group is the only fucking group, anybody that acknowledges this, but it says it has a companion says that in the tail of the Hale-Bopp comet is the spacecraft that's going to take them to this new world yes. of no sex, no food, no companionship, Constant and sunlight, sunlight for eternity. Just serotonin high, baby. Just fucking sound. Like, who would do that? Jeez. <laughs> All the meanwhile, they've got what's seemingly intelligent people programming web pages, working, earning considerable living. They're living in a fucking San Diego mansion. They rent a $7,000 a month San Diego mansion. Yes. And it's equipped with bunk beds. They're all wearing black collarless shirts, sweatpants, and is this right? That's their uniform? Right, right. Well, what they did, though, they slowly moved them in because they didn't want people thinking it's a cult. 
So like slowly they would move in some bunk beds and some people. Did you and see my son, some- son, son, Johnny? <laughs> yeah. And because they never left the house. These people never left the house. Even in the 80s, they never left the house. They weren't allowed. Only certain members were because they didn't want people to think that there were this many people living in this damn house that they're renting. Because no. it would ar- arouse suspicion from the neighborhood. So to recap, we have a crazy gay guy who befriends a married nurse who both closeted, are... Closeted, closeted gay. Both religious, spiritually and religiously lost. Yes. They, they, they don't know where to go. They, they decide to get very involved in the readings and teachings of a, a bizarre group of belief structures and, and explanations to existence. Right. Form their own group. Yes. And once one of the primary members, uh, which is Nettles, also known as... T... Uh, dies of cancer, a sudden restructuring of the belief system is done by Applewhite, also named Doe. And they lose 90%, 90% or of, more, or more of their following. And then come back on by using the internet and a couple of other clever devices, come back online following this new belief structure of how you get to the next level. Yes. And they've got what? Maybe they're up to like 50, 70 followers now. Something like that. It takes about 10 years to recover to about 50% of what they were once at at Prime. Now they, all of a sudden, this this Hallibop comic comes and Applewhite has an epiphany. Yes. He believes that the comet is here and the group is getting on board. Now, here we start to lose a few members. Right, right. Because uh, two, so for, for instance, the reason this website is still up because the cult is not active any longer is that two of the members fell in love. And although they still believe in the belief structure of the cult, went on to be married, have kids, and are interviewed and answer questions about the cult, claim they still communicate with the cult, but do not follow the cult in any meaningful way. Right. So that's why the website's still here. Okay. But we have others just plain leave. Right. Do you think it also came around the time they started chopping off dicks? <sighs> so <laughs> please do tell. Well, I, there's not much to tell. They just, uh, so they were that into being asexual that they would just, like the guys would just, yeah, sure. Let's do it with smile. So did it start with Apple White? Apple White was in a position where he wanted to prove that his relationship, whomever he was paired with, I thought it was before she died, but maybe it was after, okay. uh, was pure that he decided to be castrated. Yeah. And eight or nine other members joined him. Followed suit, just smiling. And they selected. They, they, they had a selection process for who got to do it. It was like a special, special thing. If you got selected, that was like getting your stripes, man. Again, what the fuck are you doing in this club? Right. Second someone mentions, God, there were so many steps you'd have lost, Jim. Yeah. So many yeah. steps. Yeah. I mean, that castration, that castration would have been the big one. Like, um, I want to be a eunuch the rest of the... No. I'd, I'd start kicking the shit out of yeah. people. My I, buddy I, in the group says he's excited to get castrated. I beat him up just because I'm a good friend. Right. <laughs> I drag him out of there. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Like, like you want to be a eunuch? Like, I have nightmares about that. Have you ever had, like, the nightmare and your dick is gone? And you're like, where's my dick? And you're searching for your dick the whole nightmare. Like, uh, is it in the medicine cabinet? Did I leave it? Where the fuck... 
where the fuck did I leave my dick? Where is my dick? <laughs> and then like you wake up. Somebody look that up and tell me what that means and send it in. <laughs> and then you like wake up and you're like, ah, and you grab down. You're like, oh, okay, it's okay. It's okay. Now I got to pee. Oh, no, didn't say so I have these- nightmares. I have nightmares about losing my dick. But these guys are reporting that the, the guys that didn't get selected, how happy and joyful the dudes were. Yeah. After castration, which this, I believe is a lack of testosterone, but whatever. Well, this is, yeah, they just got their stripes, man. They just made sergeant or whatever, officer. Did they have a rank and file to them? I don't think they did. But, but like I mean, you got to you got to say, look, I'm better than you. I just got castrated. I got, yeah, I guess. Like, <laughs> Are you eating your pancakes on the other side? Like, fucking fuck that. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, good for you. <laughs> I'll stay here at Buck Private <laughs> and keep my privates. The... Uh, I don't know. They, I just remember an interview with one guy, and he was saying like how it was between him and his friend or something who got picked to be the one to get, you know, oh, castrated. Oh, what was that dude's name? He had kind of a crazy name, right? Yeah, and then and he was pissed off when his friend got chosen because he really wanted to be it. And now I think he actually has a wife and kid. I hope so. But Fuck him. Yeah, but at the time he wanted, to, yeah, he wanted to be one of the eunuchs. And so... Um, so yeah, just all this crazy shit. And so and they're doing this and they're doing this in the mansion. D is his name Di uh, Rio Dian D'Angelo? D O something Dio. D I A N G E L O. Yeah, yeah, that guy. That dude gets out and writes a book called um let me get it here, uh, if you guys are more interested in this. Beyond Human Mind, the Soul Evolution of Heaven's Gate. Yes. So not only does Homeboy and, not get castrated, but he goes on like, all right, well, I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> but he's going to come into play a little bit later. He's going to come into play. He, yeah. He, well, he's got an integral part in, yes. in the whole thing. So, so let, let's go there because we've, we've tiptoed around yeah, this for a while. So at this point now, they're starting to make farewell videos. Right. Because it's 1997. Haley Bop is coming around. Well, that's when they come is 1997. So in 96. Yeah. Uh, Apple White decides to tell the group that this is the time. Yeah, the time is coming. They're going to be getting on their spacecraft and they must prepare. Yes. And um, so he gets them all decked out. They've got like black sweatsuits. They've got these armbands that um, say Heaven's Gate Away Team. And it's kind of like a six Star Trek reference because that's what they call anytime they beam someone down to the planet, that's the Away Team. <laughs> But what's great is, like, the group goes from, like Travis said, 70 to 50 down to less than 40. Like, once he says that, okay, yeah. it's time to jump on the ship, ship, the people with half a fucking brain are like, so we're going to die? We're gonna <laughs> I'm, die. Out. I'm, I'm out. done. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> You've lost Fuck me. you, Applewhite. <laughs> Doe, whatever you're calling yourself these days. But you're right. To keep everybody together and program now, they must lose all of the things yep. that separate yep. them as a person. So he takes the clothes, <laughs> and they all start dressing the same. First you want to take my penis. Now you want to take my life. Fuck you. <laughs> the smart ones took off. Yeah. A little late, well, the smart ones didn't let, Yeah, the f- smart ones not only took off, they also didn't let them take penis. So now one of the, pe- the articles of clothing they wore were these Nikes. Yes, black. They're black Nikes. Now look at I my shoes. Yep, 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 yep. yep. So very I have similar. black Nikes on. They look very similar. <laughs> did, did you wear those just for this episode? No, actually, I just <laughs> thought they were comfortable. And as we were kind of going through this group, I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, Nike took some shit for that. Not shit, but like people made fun of it. I can't remember what the exact shoe was. What they call decades? 
decade, yeah, or Is something that like that. And then people started calling him like the, uh, I can't remember. There was just a whole run of jokes of people like renaming Nike shoes after that point. Yeah, and so Nike actually ended up discontinuing the shoe, and the only reason the cult even went for the shoes is they were a good price, and they matched their black outfits. Yeah, that's it. It, hadn't, it was no meaning to it. Just, yeah, they got a discount. And so, um, so yeah, so they're on the away team, and not like away goodbye, but away we're going away. Like, I don't know. He, he had, there's a video of him explaining it. And he's all proudly showing the the uniform and the patch. See, I couldn't watch and the videos; they were too creepy. Speaking, oh, especially when they like multi, like they do that camera angle, that that old VCR trick mm. where the, it makes him like multiply, right. like into infinity. Like if you've seen Spaceballs, the "Where Are We At yeah. Now?" part. Bad religious TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they, um, you know, kind of tripped out the color. Where did you see that so people could check it out? If they Dude, want you to. can just YouTube, it YouTube? It. just YouTube it, man. <laughs> creepy shit. Yeah. I'm just YouTube Heaven's Gate. Now, do they cult. are all of their farewell videos on there? Um, I saw a good chunk of them. There was like an hour where I mean I didn't spend too too much time with it just because it's kind of depressing and yeah, sad and I get that. Um, but yeah, the one I remember that that stuck out to me was seeing um, this one girl. She was 27 um, when they ultimately. Um, Killed their son. Right. Don't worry. I'm just, you know, when you're hopping around looking at these websites, they're all jacked up so they can run advertising. And I was actually on Rolling Stone because uh, they have an article about Heaven's Gate. And if you're going to check this stuff out at work, be prepared because you're going to, because Heaven's Gate is trash internet. And so you're going to pick up all the trash advertising you yeah. just heard there in the background. So, anyway, uh, the one case, this uh, Gail Mater. Um, she was 27 and her parents saw her and you see pictures of her and she was like this, you know, she was a, just a normal, good looking girl, I guess, you know, look, just a healthy looking. Yeah. The picture you showed me, she looked like, a, you know, she looked her age. Yeah. She looked all right, you know, and like, you know, healthy and all of that. And then in this away video, um, her hair was just cut short. She's wearing just like a checkered plaid shirt. And she looked almost like she looked like a fifty-year-old woman, maybe even fifty-year-old guy. Um, just the transformation that this twenty-seven-year-old girl underwent um, through their uh, sexual neutralization, if you will, um, and probably diet and all that. She just looked like like thin, gaunt. You can't eat pancakes every day, dude. Look yeah. your age. Well, I mean. I don't know, like, like pancakes was one of the examples they gave of how they would um, eat in um, a uniformed fashion. So, um, yeah, so they make these videos, and a lot of it was the old people, and the, um, a lot of old people in these videos. Like, a lot of the folks that went, they were, they were older, because you got to think, if they had been following since the 70s, you know, by 73, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, this, that cold had been around for about 23, 24 years. Right. So if you joined when you were in your 40s, now all of a sudden you're in your 60s. So there was a lot of members. Do you think those guys were core members? Or do you think they were just like, well, fuck it? No, because they lost a lot of their core in 85 when Nettles died. So, (laughs) yeah. So I think a lot of it was just these old people, like, kind of looking out, like, to go out on their old term, on on their own terms, maybe. I don't know. But did you watch them all? Or you said that you couldn't because they got kind of dark. But how many did you actually take in? Oh, man, quite a few, quite a few. Uh, just bits and pieces. 
I would just kind of watch and then, you know, and they were just happy. They were beaming happy, like, like we're going to fucking Disneyland. But not only are we going to Disneyland, like no one will else will be in Disneyland. So we get to just go straight on all the rides. We get to eat all the food and not have to wait in a single line. That's like the kind of Disneyland trip they were about to fucking take. But the, I, I realize where they were going, but the moment you tell me that God is actually in the spaceship traveling the comet. Yeah. Um, and Nettles is up there on the spaceship as well. She's the one that was sending Applewhite the transmissions. Okay, so <clears throat> the farewell videos are because the group intends on a mass suicide. Yes, and so they posted on their website. They don't at the time you couldn't really post videos on website, but they posted um, farewells. Now, what did they take? Do you remember what they took? You're you're in the uh, pharmaceutical business. What did so they take? Do they you took uh, they took a phenobarbital. Um, and what is that exactly? Now, phenobarbital is kind of like a. Um, it's I mostly see it used in pets. Um, what do you mean? Well, it's like uh, you used to like treat seizures in pets and okay. young children. All right. Um, however, some of the side effects, though, um, they they kind of um, like a decreased level of consciousness is one of the side effects, and um, like it kind of decreases your effort to breathe. Okay. So, um, but uh, like it can be used to treat anxiety, but you've got to be really careful with this shit. Right. And so, yeah, it. Um, um, so they mixed what high concentrations of, of applesauce, phenobarbital and applesauce. So it's going to kind of help you sleep. You're going to basically sort of like zone out and you're not going to be able to breathe so well with this high concentration. And they mix it down with vodka. <laughs> so you've got apple phenobarbital. Jesus so, Christ. Yeah. Phenobarb applesauce <clears throat> with just vodka chaser. And so then, <clears throat> didn't they like wrap plastic so then bags afterwards, over their head? Then they had so at that point, yeah, because you're losing consciousness <clears throat> with the decreased effort to breathe. So then they put the plastic bag over their head, and then a shroud. It was, I believe it was a purple shroud. Then they put over themselves. So I, I or had placed over themselves because they did it in three groups, right? Yeah, yeah, three batches. So three batches of people kill themselves, and it's up to the last couple of people, which I think included Apple. Apple White was the third. Third to, to last, last to, to die. go. And yeah. then there were two girls. Two girls, and then they just sort of helped each other out. I don't think they got a shroud or anything. So everybody else drank this shit, downed it with vodka. Then these girls came. How fucked up is that to be one of those girls? These, all these people take this. They're all passed out. You put a plastic bag over their head to make sure it does it, and then like their final death patch. And you're literally watching these waves of people get wiped out over two days. Yeah. And then your leader himself, you do the same thing for him, but you two, you two don't get that. So you better drink extra vodka and have extra applesauce. Yes. Or just extra get the fuck out of there. (laughs) That would have been a better call. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so this guy that we were talking about, uh, Rio D'Angelo, is that his last his name right there? I I don't remember. It sounds Rio fucking crazy anyway. Yeah. Uh, he he videotapes all this, right? So he videotaped because he got like a message or something like away team away or something like that. <laughs> which which <laughs> is what they refer to them. That that the away team in Star Trek was always a team that went to a different planet, so that's why they wore those patches. Right. Away team. Which, which incidentally, and as you referred to earlier, fucking Uhura's brother right. was part of this. <sighs> so 
away teams away. He gets the message, and he shows up at the main, and he starts documenting this. Because, let's face it, you know, you see a bunch of your buddies dead, first thing I'm thinking, I'm going to go grab a camera. So he, but he's he, obviously creepy. Yes, but so he documents this because he, he knows that it's a significant moment. So I guess maybe I'll give him credit for documenting it. Really? Do we have to do that? No, I don't really want to give him credit. Um, Dude, if you're a creep, you come to my house and you videotape all of us doing this. But there again, maybe he's smart. Maybe he's like, guys, you need a witness. Yeah. So I will sacrifice myself and I, not commit I, suicide. I, I will castrate myself. I will not get on the spaceship. <laughs> I will work the camera. I'm, I'm the cameraman. <laughs> don't worry. You know, no. Well, you know, the whole world's in front of the cameraman. Don't. Yeah. And these other two cats that are keeping the website alive, <clears throat> after all of these people do this, they had the successful web company, right? Wait, so the, the other two cats, one of them's not the Rio de Janeiro No, no, guy? no, no. Those two got married. There's a husband okay. and wife that get I thought married. Rio, oh, that's right. <clears throat> it's the one long-haired dude, right? Yeah. yeah, and he's yeah he defends it to this day. Yep. Yep. And so the married couple that operate the website, they actually go after everybody commits suicide because basically what happens is this suicide goes down. And the authorities don't find out for a while. Yeah, he kept, Rio kept that tape for like five years? Nine years? 2002? Right? I thought it was like 2006. I thought he kept it for almost a decade. One of the two is right, either way. Yeah. He kept it from the authorities, which for I think is obstruction, while. right? Or was it just so clear that they killed themselves they weren't? Yeah, it was it. obvious what had happened. So, I mean, right. what, what was he, you know, what more would you learn about it? <laughs> <laughs> Case is solved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Idiots just wasted themselves to hop on the comet. Yeah. Again, how, how, I mean, so many different places along this road. And it wasn't like these were uneducated people, destitute people. The only thing no. they were vulnerable in was they were just kind of lost. Yeah, just a little lost, um, looking for, I mean, hey, you know, I'm agnostic. I don't know what's out there. I don't know, but... What I do know is that I'm not going to follow this guy in his boogie van and get in there and, like, listen to him, you know, chopping off dicks and committing suicide and ascending to a UFO heaven. Well, how do you talk him into a master cleanse? You know, uh, you have to abandon your family, turn over all of your money. Reprogramming. uh, Yeah, you've got to cleanse your bodies of impure influence of things like fast food, impure sexual thoughts. Uh, Now, you said you tried that. Yeah, I tried I tried to do the purification of sexual thoughts this last week. So in the solo show I alluded to, I might, you know, each week I would try to take on as a challenge one aspect of something that these cults did. Uh this week uh it was um it was no sexual thoughts. Mm-hmm. How long do you think I made it? Do you th- do you think I completed it? Uh, I'll speak for myself and say I wouldn't. Yeah, no, I didn't last long. I think, how long did you last? The best I lasted was a shift at work. And see, and I argue that. See, once again, started, you know, I'm working at a new place now, so I'm like learning new. So my focus was I was learning a lot of new things, but, and don't get me wrong, I would see girls walk by, but what I had to do was divert my eyes. I had to divert my eyes. And I was able to do it for like, like, like a shift, like, like most of a shift, like, like half a shift. Like like 30 minutes of the So shift. it basically didn't work out. I did not. I could not do it. Now, you were right. They did not drink uh, the mixture of lemonade, cayenne pepper, and maple syrup every day, but they do 
do it for three entire months during their master cleanse. Yes. Yeah, I knew it was part of a cleanse, but I, it wasn't, yeah. That's uh, one hell of a cleanse, too. I've, I've heard of that. It, I don't know why you would want to do that to yourself. You know, the sad thing is, too, while they were doing it, I mean, there's all these people in a house. How many toilets do they have while you're doing this master cleanse? Right, yeah. You know? Well, it was a mansion, and it was expensive. Maybe, maybe people were shitting in the shrubberies. Now, obviously, uh, you know, I'm kind of going through some of the stuff that we've written down here. Uh, it wasn't until the mid-'80s that they decided that you had to die. Before, you were just going to be beamed up. Right, right, and you, you couldn't die. Right. You couldn't die because you were getting beamed aboard, Scotty. So in the mid-'80s, they lost quite a few people. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> once Nettles died, and they were like, oh, you're changing the rule now? It's a spiritual thing? Uh, I thought we were just getting on a UFO. Uh, and apparently it was a lot of those people that would quit because they would drive by Roswell and all of those um, beam me up, alien, know, take me now. People would get on board with them, but then after a month they'd go, wait a minute, so we're not just getting on a spaceship here or anything? Oh, this is what, oh, okay. And then they would leave. But, and they were considered washouts of the teaching of the class. So how about starting to kill yourself? You're like, you're, what if you're in the third group? So what I, what I'm reading here says, uh, the 39 dead members of the cult were found on Wednesday, March 26, 1997. Now I remember when that happened, that was really the first time I remember this group. Yeah. Same here. Anybody, you know? Yeah. The coroner's report showed that the suicides were far from simultaneous. The members killed themselves starting Sunday using a combination of phenobarbital, alcohol, and hydrocodone, probably consumed with applesauce or pudding. Wait, hydrocodone or hydrocodine? <clears throat> hydrocodone. Hydrocodone. Yes. Vicodin. Yes. Okay. I didn't, I didn't hear about the Vicodin. Um, probably consumed with applesauce or pudding. The members then put plastic bags over their heads and suffocated to death, after which they were covered in shrouds. So basically, we're going to get you fucking high. We're going to... And then, yeah, that's what it does, especially mixing hydrocodone and... Uh, Alcohol and phenobarbital, yeah. So your breathing definitely just <laughs> slows the fuck because you are so fucking high on but opioid. It's, it's you know, painless. it's opioid. It's supremely painless. Okay. Supremely painless. You just basically pass out and your breath just starts shortening and shortening, and then they put that plastic bag over, and I mean, it's it's done. It was actually a pretty merciful way to die. <laughs> well, they labeled it the routine. Well, specifically coming up with these next couple of weeks, the cults we're going to be talking about, this was probably the most merciful way <laughs> that any of them went. Labeled the routine, the document outlined a process by which a group of 15 people would kill themselves, assisted by eight other people. CNN wrote... Uh, then a second group of 15 would die, also assisted by eight people. Given that 39 victims were found, that would have left a final group of nine. Yeah, imagine you're in that final nine. Fuck that. I definitely, if I was gung-ho and, like, I knew absolutely, like, you came down and you proved me if I did this, I would get to go on this awesome party UFO for eternity. But, like, with sex... <laughs> and like, you know, things like no gender, no sex. Yeah. No but, fun. So like, you know, with like maybe like some rock and roll and some fun. Okay. Okay. And I would definitely want to be in the first wave because if I waited to the second or third wave, even if I knew that I was going up to this awesome party UFO, by third wave, I, I might be getting some fucking cold feet. All of these cults are able to pull all this bullshit off basically using a process of indoctrination, right? Indoctrination, yep. That is 
the core of stripping you of all your beliefs. Of I mean, they really, you know, it's like the Marines do the same shit. Yeah, they bust you down to nothing and build you up. Yep, and do it. And yep. Although uh, it isn't, it isn't. I know we're gonna. Why do we have Marine fans? Don't freak out. I don't need all the bullshit. I'm a military but brat, but the, it's When you it's, meet it's a Marine, games. though, you meet yeah. a fucking Marine. They yeah. aren't a Marine for four years or for 20 years. They're a Marine for life. Yeah. And when you look at their cars, their offices, their wardrobe, their philosophies, I mean, they are Marines forever. Now, I mean, there's some guys that, you know, don't fully get the full indoctrination. And there's lots of people that leave cults. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not calling the Marines a cult, but come on. They yeah. use that very no, same technique yep. to get you to grab a rifle and to walk into the worst shitholes in the world, putting your life on the line. I mean, Cults are no different. You have to. If they gave one of us a rifle and told us to go walk into that shithole, you think we would? No. You know no. I wouldn't. No, we wouldn't. You know I wouldn't. No. Fuck no. that. We're like, no, no. I'm sitting back with HQ company. Where's the fucking chow hall? Yeah. It's not even, it's not like it's a lack of courage or I'm not patriotic or I'm not this or that it's just that nine times out of ten when somebody asks you to do something of that nature it is not to help your family support the people that are there it's fucking greed it's money for oil and bullshit it's, uh, yeah. apple whites don't even get me started yeah you're about to get me started don't even get me started let's end it let's end all it. right let's end it let's uh you know what will piss me off though the most like what if they were fucking right <laughs> 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 what if they're up there just right now and just like, ha! Well, then I was James Hamilton. I was Travis McFalls. Thanks for listening. Why don't you follow us on Twitter at When Life Attacks or Facebook When Life Attacks Podcast. Or you can look directly at our blog, which is whenlifeattackspodcast.com, where you can view our complete list of social media. If you prefer to keep it simple, you could just email us at whenlifeattacks at gmail.com. Hey, man, I'm joining a religious cult. Now, that's ridiculous. Well, I'm joining it, so you got to sign up, too. What are you talking about? Hey, don't fuck me on this, man. Just sign up. No, I'm not going to join a cult. I can't believe you're pulling this shit on me after Monday night. What? I wanted to watch Monday Night Football, and you wanted to watch that other show, and we watched your show. I did that for you. Yeah, well, you kept flipping back to the game. I wanted to see the fucking score! What do you got to do that's so fucking important? You can't join the religious cult with me. Well, I was going to go sunbathing. Oh, boy. No, no, I don't think you should do that, because this guy... Russell, he's the leader guy of the cult. He was rambling on during one of his speeches about the sun being bad. Uh-huh. Like the beast can't come out because the sun's too bright and it hurts his eyes. Or something. You show up all sunburned, that guy's going to be pissed at you and me. Well, I'm not in the cult, so I don't have to worry about pissing the leader guy off. Look, I'm starting to believe in some of the stuff the cult guy's been saying. Some of it makes a lot of sense. Well, good, but I don't want to join the cult. Still hang out. I just won't be in it with you. The point is, I'm not gonna have time to hang out with you because I'm gonna be fucking busy with this fucking cult. So we'll visit on weekends. We'll work no, it out. No, the weekends are like the busiest time. That's when we go to flea markets and fucking malls and talk people into joining, man. Can I just join for a little while? I told my dad I'd visit him in Florida in three weeks. You just you'll ask them, but we gotta join now. Well, what's the hurry? There's a girl I wanna meet there. What the fuck's your problem? Well. I mean, I don't really have to believe in this stuff, do I? No, no, just...
Fucking tell everybody you believe in this shit. When they say the sun sucks, go, yeah, fuck the sun. I fucking hate it, too. Long live the fucking beast. I don't know, man. This is crazy. Look, they're going to give you clothes. They're going to give you a free haircut. You're going to get food. It's not going to be one of those weird haircuts, is it? It's going to be a haircut, all right? You said you need a haircut. They're going to fucking cut your hair. You're going in saving 12 bucks. Just fucking do it.